With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. At National University, you don't just get a degree in nursing. You get a degree in. Helping save my dad's life. Fixing boo-boos. Code blue, room 305. Staying calm when I can't. Bringing my daughter into this world safely. We know it's not just the degree. It's the degree to which you use it. Help people when they need it most with our RN to BSN completion program. Learn more at nu.edu. National University for the greater. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, folks, and blessed be you. Have Hedgewitch here, your host of the Philosopher's Stone, here with your 14th episode, and on our new station, the Philosopher's Stone. Um, welcome. Um, I hate to say this, folks, but once again, we're starting off a show with a sad moment. Um, we lost uh, Ben Fry today. Uh, one of the members of the Eagles band and also his, you know, many, many other accomplishments as a single artist. Um, we're, they're dropping like flies. Someone somewhere is assembling one hell of a band. Um, it's amazing. I mean, we've had a lot of people recently just passed away. We had another one, um, I just got a message from someone else earlier. Um, the drummer from Crosby, Steels, and Nash just died. So, um, and we had several other ones that's passed away this last year. We also lost, or this last week, um, Dallas Taylor was the was the guy's name. Um, we also lost Christopher Lee, one of the great. Uh, gothic horror actors and horror actors of all time. Um, one of the masters. Um, so on that note, I'm just going to get into some quick things here. Um, obviously, my opening didn't open quite rightly with the music. So let's just skip right over that and go straight to our credo, folks. Welcome to the Philosopher's Stone. Da credo, sic gorgianus allos subjectatus nunc. We gladly feast on those who would subdue us. Not just pretty words. All right, folks. Welcome to our Monday night show of the Philosopher's Stone. Um, Want to give shout-outs right off the get-go to CCHI and all the volunteers out there trying to help get this initiative uh on the ballot, collecting signatures out there across California. Props out to you all. I know it's all it's cold out there in California right now. I don't know about down south so much, but right now here in the valley, it's pretty damn cold out there. So anybody that's been out there collecting and working their ass off to get this initiative going to protect our rights as cannabis users and as practitioners of healing, um, power to you folks doing a beautiful job and thank you thank you 
Um, folks, if you want to get out there and volunteer for this group, with this group, and help us out, you can go to cchi2016.com or .org and um, push the volunteer button. Sign up, help us out, or donate. There's both buttons are there available for you, folks. Um, later on in the show, we're going to talk about a couple others, uh, the highlights of the initiative, and um, what it's going to do to protect your rights and keep these uh, bans that have been going through around California um, that are completely against Prop 215 and illegal from actually happening. So, on that note, folks. Um, I'm going to drop to a song um, by Glenn Fry, and um, <laughs> kind of fitting. So as soon as I can find it here on my little thing, I uploaded a whole sort bunch of things today. So we're going to try to find this real quickly for us. I didn't drop it somewhere. What is it? The uh, stuff that dreams are made of. Yeah, well, he's either getting all messed up on me, folks. My mess thing got all twisted around. Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can get this one in here. Oh, that one didn't go. So I'm going to just put this out here, folks. Let's get it warmed up with something from Glenn Fry. While I find this, this is Route 66. This should get the blood pumping and going. Get your kids on Route 
I guess I didn't download it properly earlier today. I went around on the internet and dug around for some of the better songs that I remember um, of Glenn Fry's and a lot of more the Eagles, but he did do several really, I mean, he did have his own career besides just with the Eagles. So I'm going to try to get a mix of both of them if I can in tonight. Um, I want to give props out to uh, CCHI once again and, and, CCHI Radio. Um, Philosopher's Stone will always support CCHI Radio, folks, and the family here with us, um, Kanowich and everyone else, fully stand behind the initiative. Um, And we'll be back on there live on Monday nights again. And then we're going to be doing Philosopher's Stone um, on different hours, different times throughout the week. Um, we're going to try to get on five shows coming up soon. Um, trying to work it in with my schedules and see how it goes. I might be doing some day shows and some afternoon shows. Depends on what times I have available. So really, it's just uh, up in the air what's going on with it. We're trying to make it move forward. So <laughs> get what we can get going. So Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I thought I told you never to interrupt me while I'm working. Okay, folks, I'm going to try this again. This is one of Glenn Fry's songs. Um, it was really popular during the uh, 80s. And uh, it was actually a theme song for one of the TV shows from back then. So I'm pretty sure you've all heard it before and it kind of fits in. So here you go.
Operator, give me the number for 911. Uh, no, you got the wrong number. This is 912. All right, folks. Speaking of numbers, um, you can call in. We have a call-in number here. The number is 657-383-1840. That's 657-383-1840. Um, you're always welcome to call in and voice your opinion on cannabis and uh, magic and the healing arts. Um, and spirituality and anything of that nature. If you just want to call in and say hi, give us a ring. Join us. We're always, you're always welcome here at the Philosopher's Stone. Um, having a good week, having a good month, actually. This year so far for me has worked out fairly well. I'm getting ready to next week. Um, I have an appointment with city council at the city council meeting to, I was I was able to arrange a 10 to 15 minute presentation to advise our well actually to commend our council for not jumping on the ban 
bandwagon, you might say, um, and keeping to the guns of uh, maintaining their own personal control and views on cannabis. It, it was a hard battle we've been fighting for over five years. And so far, what we've put, been able to put through has pretty much stuck. Um, and kudos to all the folks that worked really hard. I know Kanowich, I have to give her props for this because she was the one that actually spearheaded this, the group. Um, but kept, kept our town, kept, or helped keep our town in check. Um, we succeeded on many things. We lost a few battles, but we're still going. And, you know, our battle still is here in Portoville and in Tulare County and across California. The many towns, many counties here in California um, have jumped on this, this new illegal, mind you, initiative um, to ban cannabis again. And using personal opinion to make their judgments and not looking at the actual activists and patients that need this plant. Um, and they're just doing it out of spitefulness in many situations. On that note, um, <laughs> I just happened to have one of my favorite guests and I, one of our also personal hosts, um, for CCHI Radio, um, Dusty Bowles just popped in. And uh, let me get him online. Master, Master, we have a visitor. All right, you there, Dusty? Can you hear me? Uh, you're perfectly. I love it. How you doing, Thanks Dusty? For. I'm doing good. How's everybody this evening? Welcome to Philosopher's Stone. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm jealous. I want your microphone, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I called in through Skype. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen what's going on at Fresno yet and on on these new bandwagons. Um, I know you guys have had a long battle with Fresno for long for quite a while now. Yeah, Fresno. I mean, it pretty much all started here in Fresno. I mean, Fresno. I mean, SB 420, Senate Bill 420, was originally crafted for for the counties like Fresno and other ones that were uh, reluctant to um, sign on to things like, you know, um, getting the implementing the state card program in their counties. Um, things like, you know, they they were always, well, it's too vague, we don't understand it, so we're just going to put it off. And then SB 420 was crafted, I think, back in 2003, and then that's when they were like, okay, well, this is a clarification for those counties and people that are having problems. This is a definition of a collective in our eyes, blah, 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 blah. And then, um, and ever since then, Fresno's just been the epicenter for bands. Everybody's looked at them as a, as a model in every other county to pretty much ban from that point. Well, for those of you folks that don't know on Philosopher's Stone, this is Dusty Bold. He's the Tulare County Coordinator for C or the Central Valley Coordinator for CCHI. And also the new um oh 
head coordinator, I guess you'd call it, or what, um, of CCHI Radio. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And he it's also a has a show on on Wednesday nights, folks, um, ten or nine o'clock to eleven o'clock. Uh, Let my people grow. Uh, he's the one who got me started in this in this uh, radio blog show business. It's uh, it's a fun venture, and you know what really got me into it is the activism involved with the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. That's what really made me want to get and. Um, this was a, a dream of the campaigns was to, of the campaign in the CCHI initiative to have its own media outlet and source or radio programs and channel to, you know, get our point across and be able to have people that um, um, enjoy or are in favor and in support of the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative to come on to the um, CCHI radio network and discuss, um, you know, all the um, the you know they're they're why they are in specific support of the initiative and other things like that so um it's it's a great media source and outlet for us to utilize at the campaign and that's what I'm going to be focused on is um getting the uh CCHI radio network a little more under control and a little more headstrong and a little more professional and hopefully together as a team we'll grow on the network as well as with the campaign and um just a huge shout out to all the volunteers that are involved with the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. I know we had an extra long coordinator call this evening, and yeah. it's great to see so many people still involved and still educated or dedicated to um, the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. And once again, you can check that out by going to cchi2016.org and clicking the volunteer donate buttons today. Right on, right on. Yeah, I was on that meeting also earlier. And uh, very informative, and, and it's nice to see that we have so many avenues happening where we're out there actually getting these signatures signed, and our social media is growing so well, and going to these events where other initiatives are gathering and other groups are gathering. Um, didn't we just also pick up, I'm not quite sure exactly who it was, we picked up another um, endorsement too, didn't we? Yeah, we just got the uh, official endorsement of the, uh, I think it's the Free and Equal Elections Committee, I think that or something like something like that. You'll have to, yeah. let me check it. Yeah, the Free and Equal Elections Foundation, excuse me, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, the Free and Equal Elections Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit do, uh, organization whose mission is to broaden electoral choices throughout education more voices, more choices. So that is a, well, definitely a, a huge, huge, endorsement. huge endorsement for the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative. And as and if you guys don't know, they've, we've already been endorsed by um, the Libertarian Party of California and the um, the Green Party of California. So um, we do have official endorsements from real political parties and actual political organizations. So. Um, and we're, we're getting more recognized every day, more and more, and we're people are starting to see that there is a people's alternative, a people's initiative out there to all this corporatocracy that we're seeing within um, all the cannabis industry and legislation and lobbying that we've been seeing in the last few years. And people are ready to stand up and, and get active, I think. And it's the CCHI. We've, I mean, there's probably 500 plus people out there gathering signatures. We're getting more and more people to volunteer to gather signatures every day. So, I mean, it, it and is we're really, getting more and more different groups joining up. I mean, 
I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. You know, we're, we're getting people to join up all over the place. People are seeing what's really going on and seeing what these other initiatives are about. And and they're witnessing the snakes crawling up out from underneath these rocks. And they're all over the industry. I know I know Canowich got in a couple of um, heated discussions today on some of the people involved, like Kevin Sanders. Yeah. You know. You've got charlatans out there, folks, and they're only out there for their own money. CCHI is out there to protect you from them is basically what it is. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that are out there that are, you know, they're unfortunately going to speak negative against the campaign and maybe even some people involved with the campaign. And, I mean, that's just, that's just politics 101. There's always personal issues and personal whatever involved, but the... And the at the end of the day, the true message is the is the initiative. It is true legalization that matters. You know that doesn't just represent a few people having access to it or maintaining a monopoly over it, but legalization that really meets the the man the demands of our economy and the people themselves. So, well, that's that's one of the things you always push on. Uh, let my people grow. It, it's it's not just the cannabis plant we're talking about here, folks. And if the initiatives out there don't mention the hemp as part of their initiatives, don't vote for them. Because that's one of the biggest battles we're, we're fighting for also with the Cannabis Hemp Initiative is a lot, us being able to use the hemp plant to rebuild this nation and our, especially our, our valley in California. Yeah, exactly. And no, there's probably no other place in California that needs it more than the Central Valley because of the mass amount of farmers that we have here that could instantly utilize this crop. And by them just simply utilizing this crop will replenish the land that we see. You know, it'll create that living biosphere within the soil again. It will help, um, re, you know, remove all those toxins from those toxic soils that they've over. Um, fertilized within those soils and, and so that they become vacant of life you know um, there's it'll help clean the air and one of the worst air qualities you know we probably have what the third or the mo- the highest uh, worst air quality in the United States so I mean hemp nothing's going to be better at addressing that naturally than growing hemp absolutely Absolutely. It'll not only be cleaning the toxins out of the air, but also out of our soil, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the main thing. At the same time, replenishing that soil that we've stripped away and and ruined with the chemicals. Hemp is, is, has a chance to become the number one crop again, and we can and wean ourselves off the, the need for fossil fuel products. Yeah, and I think that's that's a main topic that that we overlook a lot that we don't discuss often enough is uh, the fact of you know really what Jack Hare's message was with the Emperor with wears no clothes was how it could end deforestation, it could uh, end our dependency on foreign oil, it, and there was so many other you know I mean it it's it's those Reclaim those are two yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, or just n- never cut down a tree again because we can just grow hemp for paper. I mean, even if we just did that, you know, so much of our of our forests would be left alone, you know? Absolutely. 
you know, and, and things like we could be making, you know, one of the big problems is that I was reading about the other day is the palm oil. Mm-hmm. You know, we cut down thousands and thousands of acres just to make our, you know, cosmetic products and our chocolates and candies. <clears throat> That's destroying habitats that is out of control. There is no regulation there like we have in the United States where we try to maintain a certain amount of forestry control. There they just clear cut the whole area and it's wiping out complete species. Right now, the biggest danger is the orangutans. Their whole area is being wiped out. And yeah, all and that can I mean, be replaced by hemp oil. And we're overlooking, too, the phytoremediation of, you know, toxic, you know, or radiation and other things like in, um, you know, Fukushima. Yeah. You know, other places like that. And, I mean, these these are realistic things that could really happen. I mean... Yeah. I, well, the scientific facts are there. I mean, they've done the studies already. It, 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 one of the things that always pisses me off when I hear Congress talking about how there needs to be more studies done. This is the most studied plant and chemical known to mankind. And we're still not even scratching the surface of it yet. It is, more studies have been done on this plant than any other chemical bio biochemical or synthetic chemical on the in the world and yet we don't even have it legalized yet there's patents by major pharmaceutical companies and the government saying that it's a medical product it, it blows me away yeah, absolutely i mean and the nutritional effects of of hemp and the, the as it is you know as a food i mean this as is a, food. a I mean, both the complete protein and the oils contained in hemp seeds are rich in lanolin and linoleic acids, which are ideal ratios for human nutrition, which means essentially you could just eat cannabis hemp seeds and you would be fine. Yeah, it has every single amino acid that is essential to the human body, all wrapped up in one little seed. And it is the highest non-saturated fat in the plant kingdom. So, and I mean, the it, fuel from it, too. I mean, if we're growing the hemp crops and we're turning that into fuel, then we're put, we're taking out of the atmosphere what we're putting into the atmosphere every year. I mean, fuel, it can be a byproduct of hemp cultivation. One fuel would be biodiesel because of the oils in the seeds and stock of the hemp. Another would be biofuel from the fibrous stock. So there's multiple options in fuel, energy, and you know what I mean, and ways to get away from the um, toxic um, ways that we've been that we've been doing things over the centuries. Yeah, well, they, they've always kept us in the dark and fed us full of illusions. And that's what the problem lies with. And we were discussing, I was discussing this the other day with Charlotte Pendragon. Um, They've always kept us in the dark and kept this illusion going. And now it's crumbling around them. The scientific facts are out there and they can't stop them from being out there. Whereas before they were just able to wad up the report and throw it in the trash can like Nixon did. Now the information is out there widely for everybody to look at, read, watch videos on. To be in denial of the facts is stupid. 
know? Yep. And, and what really pisses me off is watching our own paid government officials deny it or, or try to, you know, word their way around it without actually saying it and try to lump it still in the categories of heroin and meth and all that. It's still a drug, and because it's a drug, it's on their policy to fight against it. Bullshit, folks. They don't have to fight this plant. They are wasting your taxpayers' money to fight a plant that should not be even on a schedule. We need to deschedule this plant, take it completely off, and bring it back into the people's use. I, I know that's what your show is about, Let My People Grow. It's bringing it back to the people's use, whereas where the Philosopher's Stone, we bring it back into the religious use. Yeah, and I mean, we we try to, to, to cover different topics, too, like cultivation and stuff like that. And, you know, but we're trying to really keep it specific to the campaign right now because it's of, it's of our very you know it's it's of our very most importance right now to get this qualified onto the 2016 ballot or else everything here and as our cannabis culture community and everything we know here in California is going to going to be turned upside down by um other initiatives and um legislation that's passing through the state right now so um this is our last chance at really you know um, saying, hey, this is this is bullshit, or excuse, or saying, you know, hey, this is what we need to do in the future. This is our initiative. This is what we want to pass. And if you know, if we don't get it on there and it doesn't pass, then um, we have no one to blame but ourselves. And then, and, you know, you could sit there and sit and say, hey, well, nobody told us, but that's not true. We've been sitting out here for months, months on months on months. I mean, we were doing events back in July of last year, so. For this for this campaign, so this we've been at it for quite some time, and we've been out there hitting the pavement, doing events, doing different things, and um, shout outs to all those people and volunteers. I mean, up up and up north, down south, Central Valley, everywhere. Um, absolutely, kudos. absolutely, and, and we want more more people to come out. We need more help, folks. Come out, come out wherever you are. <laughs> come on in and help us out, folks. You can go to cchi2016.org. There's volunteer buttons there. Um, it's important for all of us. Um, Destiny, I'm going to break to a song here. Um, one of Grin, uh, the Eagles' pieces this time. Uh I can find it here. I just messed up my. I filled up my studio again, folks. And so now I'm trying to reorganize it all and get it all together again. So cut me a little slack on this. Uh, you just had to redo that with yours too, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Right, on my, yes, I did on my other one. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, folks. This is uh, from the Eagles. This is Life in the Fast Lane. Okay. The, for Glenn Fry here.
Until 11 o'clock, you can find it on Blog Talk Radio. CC or Blog Talk Radio, let my people grow. Um, always great to have him on. He was my inspiration to get this show going. I've always wanted to do a show, you know, since a kid, and just like he did. And he got me hooked up with the right people, and we started doing it for Philosopher's Stone for CCHI Radio. And we will continue to do it with CCHI Radio once we get everything reorganized, folks, um, and continue to do so and support the CCHI until the end of the campaign when we win. On that note, um, I want to get back into the subject of cannabis and spirituality and healing, folks. It's um, very important to me. It always has been. Uh, It's I was talking to someone the other day about this and about the plant itself. There's many different theories out there about where the plant came from and so on and so forth. Who, you know, started using it first? Where does it trace back history? And no one can really tie it down to the first uses of cannabis plant. The Chinese have the first recorded uses of the cannabis plant in the, um, in their pharmacopoeia um, as a medicine plant. But I'm sure it stems back quite further than that. Uh, That just happened to be one of the first written documentations. But uh, it shows up in the hieroglyphics. It shows up in Sanskrit. It shows up in the Bible. It shows up in the Sumerian um, writings. uh, Everywhere. Everywhere you can think of, this plant has grown and continues to grow. And in every society, in every group, every religion, it's shown up. So, and there's no reason why it should be illegal. That's one of the reasons why we have this show, is to get people to realize that it should be back in our healing arts. 
It should be back in the hands of the doctors. It should be back in the hands of the healing practitioners, the witches, the shamans, and many of us. I know even in my beliefs and in in the pagan beliefs, still to this day, shun the plant because it's illegal stature, not because of its hallucinogenic effects or because of anything else, just because it's illegal, which it never should have been. Uh, It looks like we got Dusty Bowles back, and let me see if I can get him back on. Computers don't make errors. What they do, they do on purpose. All right, you back, Dusty. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You get knocked out there? Yeah, I had to uh, restart my computer there real quick for some reason. (laughs) I have had that happen about three or four times during the middle of a show, and then there's just nothing, as you know, there's nothing you can do. Yep. Once you lose connection with the show, folks, or the studio, you're basically lose control of the studio. And I've I've had to call in for Dusty, and he's had to help me out on occasion too, where we'd have to call in on our cell phones and use our cell phones to gain access to our our studios. And it's funny. Well, the only advantage about that is is that we can actually do that and gain control of our studios through our cell phone. So it works both ways. It's a it's a catch twenty two situation. I've never, I personally, I've never tried to do a live broadcast out on, out in the open. And when this summer, I'm going to try to do a few of them from the rivers up here, right in the mountains where I'm from. See if we can get a show or two going from out in the mountains. Yeah, it'd be really cool. I mean, the main thing is internet access. I mean, that's the only holdup. That's your only holdup. And once you, yep. if you can get, I, I mean, there's some places that I've found up in the mountains where I'm from. And where I'm down deep in the middle of the mountains in a canyon, and you find a hot spot out in the middle of nowhere land, hundreds of miles, or not hundreds of miles, but, you know, an easy 20 miles from any tower available. And all of a sudden, a satellite hits you. You know, it's amazing. So I think that'd be fun to, if I can find a good hot spot, I'll see if I can do a live broadcast from out in one of the, uh, at one of the rivers. I think that would be a kind of fun thing. Yeah, that'd be really um, cool. So, um, back again. Now, you, I know you are very big on your energy that you take into your garden. Um, now, do, you are also one of those folks that believes that the energy in the garden is will produce and re, or directly affect the garden itself. Absolutely. I mean, you're always going to get out of your garden what you put into your garden. And if you're going into your garden with a negative attitude and, um, you know, and, and bringing that negative energy into that garden, then unfortunately you're, you know, your plants are going to pick up on that negative energy in there and you're going to have, you know, more problems, more negative problems than positive problems. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and speaking of that, and one who's always 
been really versed on this subject. I just had another caller pop in. I think we have our Canna witch here. Let me see if I can get her in here. Hey, hey, boys. Hey. Howdy, ho. Hey, Dustin. Hey, Don. How's it going? Good. How are you, dude? Oh, I can't complain. It don't do me any good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all pretty much in that situation. So yeah. we're talking about energy, eh? Synergy. Synergy and energy. Yeah, absolutely. What you put into your plants and into your into the whole thing, folks. It's not just the growing. It's not just what you do in your garden. It's what you do with the whole thing. It's from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, it's about making conscious decisions from the very beginning about, you know, what you're going to put into those plants. If it's going to be an all-organic nutrient line or whatever it's going to be, if you're just going to use botanical teas, whatever your specific way of growing is, you need to make sure that you have that lined up and that, you know, you're all, and you're, Making sure that, like you were, like we're saying, with the whole synergistic thing, you want it to be a positive atmosphere, and and the only way you can really achieve that is to really have a game plan before you go into the garden. But don't be so set on your game plan that if things go sideways, you're you're resistant to change and do what you need to do to correct your problems, whatever that is. Yeah, you can be so set that this is exactly how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in there on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and do this. But sometimes it requires you to alter your plans or your nutrients or the way you're tending. And you don't – cannabis isn't a schedule, right? It's nature. Yeah. So you've got variables, the – Weather, the chemtrails, um, your neighbor's bog, right? One plant can be sitting right next to another. Well, that's the whole thing, too, with the plant itself. I mean, you have different strains, too. It's not like a tomato. You know, most tomatoes, you can plant three different tomato plants together, and they're all going to grow the same pretty much if you feed them with the same stuff. But you can plant three different cannabis strains together, and you may have to treat each strain differently. You can't go exactly. by one set, set, standard schedule. Or yeah, and, and like Don is saying earlier too yeah. about you really have to you have to have an open mind in every aspect of the garden because every every new interaction with those plants and even be it positive or negative is a learning is a learning moment in the garden which is crucial because you have and you have to have an open mind because you have to take into consideration that you know it might have been something you were feeding them or something you something you did created this negative energy within this plant right or something you didn't do exactly, exactly. So the, or something you ignored and and, right. and that comes from doing and learning and you know from experience and that and that's but the only difference is that you know for someone that's more experienced it just becomes a lot easier to notice a little bit quicker but it's still something that everyone experienced at some point in their cultivation experiences in life you know what I mean and and it's part of the learning experience of being a cannabis of cultivating your own cannabis and the more time you spend with each plant kind of developing a relationship with that one specific plant instead of 
your whole crop, right? You have a relationship with each plant. You know what it looks like. You know every branch. You know every leaf. And when you walk in and you walk up to it, you can immediately tell if something's different because you're so in tune with that plant. And you need to do that, or at least I like to do that with every single (laughs) plant in the garden instead of just treat it as one crop. I treat them as individual people. (laughs) Individual girls. Because they all have their own different personality. They're all in a different spot in the garden, so they all get different amount of light. Um, If you don't um, measure your water amount, you just put it, you know, on a drip or whatever, depending on the soil, because soil is not uniform in the ground. You'll have some places that are more sandy than others. So you got to really get in there and not just go into your garden, I feel, um, when it's time to water or feed, but go in there and chill out with them, hang out with them, do your meditation in there. Or go in there Don't and smoke in there. Don't smoke in there. <laughs> yeah. We found that was a little offensive yeah. to them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's the biggest offensive. True, but, but to the same point, you know, they also know their duty in life and their job, you know. They also know they that they're do. they're being cultivated for that exact purpose, for us to personally enjoy one way or the other, and that is their ultimate goal, you know? So, well, hey, that's a half-truth. Right? <laughs> at least our ultimate goal for those plants, at least, shall we say. Right. So, And it's mostly intent. So whatever intent you're putting in to that energy is what you're going to receive. So, but I'm smoking well I mean, from two cultivators. Stigmata and the other stuff on the plants themselves is it's just not a good idea. You shouldn't smoke in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like I guess you shouldn't eat your children, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't smoke with your kids in the room, would you? You wouldn't right. eat a chicken leg in front of your rooster. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or like sit in front of your fish tank and have a you know. A lobster. Yeah, Yeah, lobster. Fish and chips. Yeah, fish and chips. Yeah, there's just certain things you got to draw the line, you know. But you don't really think about it until somebody points it out to you, right? No, you wouldn't have. And I wouldn't have thought about it at all until somebody actually turned me on to the video of it. And that's one thing, again, what's the beauty of, of the network and social media? There's things that you never would have thought about even looking up in a library or trying to find that information but you just happened on it on the internet you know your turn let's flip the coin to see who's going to talk shall we um the other thing i was going to say is you know there is no one perfect correct way so if any grower ever tells you my way is the right way, my way is the only way, then personally that's the one person I would not listen to because what what I feel personally, I don't know, Justin, maybe you can chime in too, is that I like to listen to what a lot of people do, whether they're pro-growers, 
um, that have written books or they're newbies starting out or they're um, commercial growers, independent growers. I like to feel people out and see what everybody does. And then I kind of do my own research and pick what works best for me for my situation, my pocketbook, my surroundings, because things that other people might be able to do won't be feasible for you. And that just because you can't do that doesn't mean you're not going to get good quality medication. There's lots of different ways you can do it. If you can't afford the high-priced, pretty bottles of organic um, or if you choose to do chemicals, whichever, there are plenty of places you can go online to find how to make your own organic teas and microbials and grow formulas and bloom formulas. So you don't have to just go with one, not any one person has all the right ways. And so take, use your own common sense. And yeah, you, keep it over that's mind. Part of the part of the beauty of it. There's always the next crop that you can try something different to make your next crop better. Yeah, I, I I remember starting out when I first started. I was all about whatever the best product is that's going to make my plants grow the biggest and all this stuff. And you really buy into the whole, you know, um, industry part of it. Really saying this is the best light, this is the best nutrient, this is the best stuff. And you end up doing that for a while, and you, and then you just switch. You evolve. You end up running into problems. You end up running into situations, and you evolve into your own into doing your own thing and your own ways of cultivation and you find, you know, you get your own your own ways of doing things and with within that the and like you're saying there's no one specific way of cultivating cannabis everybody has their own specific way whether it's 100% organic outdoor indoor um chemically derived nutrients or 100% organic nutrients whatever the case may be you know I mean everybody does it different and the whole goal in it is to produce a quality cannabis product in the end you know, so, I mean, as long as the energy is positive, like you're saying, you know what I mean? Like, that's the main thing. As long as the the grower themselves is a positive person that isn't sitting there bragging on their personal, um, on their harvest every year saying, I, my shit's the best. It's the best in town. I, You ain't seen nothing like this. Those are the, you know, it's, it's like you said, Don, like you can't attest to it. And every grow book you read, it tells you be wary of the grower that boasts that he has the best stuff in town. You know what I mean? Because one that knows how, right? Yeah, because trust me, they're compensating for something, and it's probably the fact that their herb is crap. Right. Okay, guys, I'm going to break into this conversation here. Bottom line is the plant that we smoke, the cannabis plant, the part we use comes from a female plant. And if anything I've learned in my lifetimes, if it's a female, it's going to be fickled. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and she's going to want her things just her way, and simple as that. And right, so it's really each, not what your plan is. individual female that I have ever met in my life wants it her way, okay? Whether she says so or not, and the plant does the exact same thing, Okay. So hey, I that that's remark. my opinion on this as a spiritual leader. Okay? <laughs> on that note, folks, this little song here from the Eagles will just fit in perfect here with that. Okay, I'm going to cut you cut to this. 
This is Witchy Woman.
We had a seance at the house last night, and it ran on until all hours. All right, folks, we are back. You're on Philosopher's Stone. You have We have Dusty Bowles and Canowich here in the studio tonight with us. Um, if you'd like to join us, you can call in at 657-383-1847. Or no, 40, excuse me. Now, um, I want to give shout-outs real quickly to one of uh, Philosopher's Stone's um, new sponsors. We have um, Chameleon Extracts is going to be sponsoring our dab tracks or our dab sesh, whichever way you want to call it. I call it dab track, like Dusty Bowl does. Um, Chameleon Extracts, you can find them on Facebook at Chameleon Extracts, or you can go on, um, on the internet to chameleonextracts.com. Um, great products, folks, and great people. Great energy comes from these guys. I, I've been, I've known uh, Jason for quite a while now. And he put me onto something. I asked him what he wanted to hear tonight for the dab track. And here's something that was interesting I found. Um, it was a band called Taurus from back in 1968. They released a song, or a band called Spirit, excuse me. They were from in back in 1968. They released a song called Taurus, and they're an instrumental band, mind you, a rock instrumental band. Um, the track was recorded by guitarist and singer Randy California in 1967. Now, this completely blew me away tonight, today, folks. And it did me some more research, and I want to thank. Um, because I can find it here. Would be mad if I didn't get it uploaded properly. Um, Jason sent me on a little venture to try to find something for him. And great, now I'm not finding it on my list. I should have checked first. Um, anyway, this song. Let's see if I can find it. Nope. Let me see. If, oh, here it goes, folks. I found it. Um, you let me know what you think. It's not too long, and I want to, I want to find out your opinion on this. Oh, by the way, this is our dab track, folks. So if you got them, dab up. Thank you. 
Okay, folks. Um, I'm still getting down that dab right there. <coughs> Did you know something interesting about that song, folks? I don't know. How about you, Dusty and, and Kanowich? Well, sorry, I'm in the middle of a bong yet. Um, it made me very, like, I went into a meditation, actually. Did you notice the rift in that song? The, I did, and I'm trying to think what song. Is it Stairway to Heaven? Stairway to Heaven. I just said that. Was it Stairway to Heaven, little riff in there? Yes. Now, mind you, mind you now, that song was recorded in 1967. And Stairway to Heaven came out when? 1971. So who copied who? Just so happens that Led Zeppelin opened for Spirit in an early American tour. Oh. <clears throat> so I want to thank uh, Jason at Chameleon Extract for ruining the memory of every high school <laughs> makeout session that I ever had. <laughs> thank you, Jason. Hey, you fucked that all up, didn't they? <laughs> I know over 200 ways to kill a man. You could glue an open jar of rats to his face, then blowtorch the other side of the jar so the rats have to eat their way out through his face. 201. That boy ain't right. Uh, you sick little monkey! Yeah, uh, thank you, and uh, also thank you, Jason and Chameleon Extracts, for sponsoring our dab track for the 14th episode of The Philosopher's Stone. And thank you, people, for bearing with us. We've been uh, having a great night tonight, enjoying the company of Dusty Bowles and Canowich, supporting the uh, CCHI 2016 initiative here, trying to help people get us back, get this plant both cannabis and hemp, back into the hands of the people who need it. Not just our patients, but also the people who need to grow the hemp plant to save this nation and bring us back into a prosperous nation again by just growing something. Not by producing a chemical or manufacturing something synthetic, synthetic bullshit or opiate or any of that bull crap. We need to become a power nation of agriculture again. That's where our key is. This plant is one of the things about this initiative that's so important is the fact that it'll be putting money into the cannabis hemp initiative or into the industry, allowing farmers to grow industrial hemp and hemp seed, allowing industries and entrepreneurs to use the crop for many uses and applications that hemp provides, both historically and modern, restricting the use of California of trans-genetically modified cannabis seeds, folks. Okay, this is a very important thing about cannabis or CCHI. 
if we let these assholes in with their seeds to take over the industry, which they're already trying to force their way into Colorado and have done so, you know, easily, they're going to do it here in California. And our seed quality and our strain qualities are going to go shooting downhill spiral. Well, you know, we know. could very well end up like Uruguay. You know, yeah, it's legal absolutely. there, okay? But, but the weed is worth the crap. Legal if you buy their weed and they have a genetic marker inside their cannabis, because if I'm not mistaken, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, <coughs> the actual cannabis <coughs> are uh, produced through Monsanto. And yeah. it's got a particular um, marker in it, which is a foreign substance they've added, just like they added to our corn to keep, you know, they added Roundup to keep the bugs away, which makes it so it will not be fertile, so you can never sprout those seeds. They're useless. And the THC value over there is like 2% or something. And if it's over that... They, like, have some machine that they can test your weed, and if it doesn't have that marker and it's over that 2% THC, you are a felon even though it's legal in that country. So that's yeah. what's going to end up happening. I can do that's not freedom. Get quality, it's going to be low. That way they can see, say, see, we were right all this time. There is no medicinal value, and any medicinal qualities that that plant ever had are going to be Bread out of it so no individual person can ever find a seed that will sprout, right? Yeah. And then that's the way. What a maroon. (laughs) What an ignoranimous. (laughs) They're going to kill the industry. (laughs) That's it. They're going to kill the plant. That's what they are. They kill the plant. Well, well, that's what's so stupid. Our, our forefathers fought so hard to get the right strains into this country, and then our, our, you know, next generation of growers, the the, the ones that came in after the Vietnam, brought these seeds in also, that were so perfect for California, that we were able to produce a quality that that was just unbelievable. Did you see the odd article that was in, in the internet today where Mexico is complaining that they cannot make any money on their cannabis anymore? The price is down to $30 a kilo. Well, that's why now, they're not trying to Those of you that aren't familiar. Was that? That's why they're not trying to smuggle that anymore. I think they went to heroin or some other pharmaceuticals. Yeah, that's the new swing in, in uh Mexico now is is the opiate market, and that's yeah, directly you can directly link that one, folks, to the Rock or the uh, Rothschilds family, or no, the Rockefellers. Excuse me, they're the drug company, they're the drug cartel. It's not the not the little cartels down in Mexico. It's not the gangbangers on the street. You want to know who the big wig? Biggest drug cartel there is is the Rockefeller family. Do your research, folks. They have done more scandalous things to the human race than any other family in history. So, 
I did some research on them a while back and what they did at, during and World War during and after World War II is just I mean they should be jailed. And their you know, money they, taken away. How many people do not even to this day um realize that during the war our government required everybody with empty land to grow it and what it was the big slogan? Pants for victory. Yeah, right. The, the government yeah. made a movie. Right, they had movies that would play right before when you go to the theater. It would be a little short movie right before the main theater, the main, you know, feature, and it was a whole pants for victory, and everybody grow lots of hands because we need it for our war, right? Yeah, yeah, well, that's absolutely. Fought over oil or cannabis, right? Yeah, well, that's what most wars are over, you know, and that's what our war on cannabis is, is fought over oil, you know, and, and we are the, the actual enemy to them. The cannabis activists, the cannabis users, the cannabis and the hemp growers, they are at war with us. Now, technically, by law, and I mean, I, you and I have talked about this before, Katowicz, that by Geneva Convention law, you cannot withhold medication from your enemy. Now, it being so that they have declared and held this war on cannabis, and we as cannabis patients are at war with the government, they are technically withholding right. medication from, a, from their prisoners or okay. their enemy. That's no different than them cutting off the penicillin supply to the fucking hospitals. Right. And we can have this for hours again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we we go on and on about this one. Um, it's, I just found out must, or Dusty's uh, mic was on mute for a while there, folks. Sorry about that, Dusty. No worries. I think also, you know, I wanted to throw in Tuesday. I don't know how much truth there is to this. I'm actually still searching it out, but they say that Thomas Jefferson was one of the first hemp seed smugglers. Yes. Uh, he was. He absolutely was. I know that for a fact, and I can guarantee it. Yeah, for I've smuggling over seen, Indian hemp seed and, and Chinese hemp seed and getting them into America to get into Monticello. Well, here's the thing, though. They didn't just go over there for the hemp seed. They went over there for cannabis seed also because we had Indian hemp already here at the time. But they went over there for a specific strains that were, were medical and recreational. And I've actually seen one of the documents of their diplomats that said that nothing on them or being shipped with them may be searched. Because in China at the time, was it was actually a capital offense. So our forefathers and their diplomatic entourage risked death to get this plant available for us. But they claim diplomatic immunity from, and well, that still carries on today, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, which is funny. You know, you can still that have diplomatic immunity. Very first diplomatic immunity, right? Well, it's amazing how much people forget how intertwined the American history is with the cannabis hemp plant. Well, not you just know, American I, I, and just history in general. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, the War of eighteen twelve, you would be surprised how much. 
cannabis hemp played a factor in the War of 1812. World War II also and World War uh, I. Mm-hmm. Well, and, we're not surprised that most people would be, right? Well, even... Well, I believe I, it also saved uh, President Bush Sr.'s life, right, through uh, with hemp. The parachute he used. Yeah. Yeah, and Thomas, or not Thomas, Benjamin Franklin refused to wear anything that wasn't homespun. Right, and homespun. And that was something that was actually made of hemp from United States. What were the first Levi's made out of? They were made out of hemp also, and you could still get them made out of hemp in France. Levi's lasted forever, and they didn't wear holes in these, right? Because why hemp? And then they went to that cheap-ass shit called cotton, and then every boy Which looked is, at it. And we had to have iron-on patches. Over 65% of all pesticides used on crops in the United States are on cotton crops. That is a fact, folks. Over 65% of all pesticides. So we're Are just you, coming in contact with it in every way, shape, or form. In every like, way, shape, or form. Every time it's it, when it's being harvested. On, you lay on, you dry off with your towels. Yeah, you, every, you and and then you mix it mix it with a chemical made out of petrol or a fabric made out of petroleum based, like rayon or nylon or something like that, and and you're double exposing yourself. You know, they're not washing that. They're not cleaning the contaminants out of that. They're just adding more. And you're already putting direct skin contact with those contaminants. Same thing with our houses we're building. We can build all those, our houses on PIM. Every bit. First, right? So, that's all the shit. (laughs) They washed it with some other chemicals. So, that must have washed out the previous, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) It, it, it's all based. I, I just watched a whole other article and found out there was another group that I just found out that was involved with the original trials, and it, it was out of the blue that I didn't think was really in, or they had been involved with it before. And I can't remember who it was. I'll have to dig up some more information on that, folks. Once again, need to go back to to Jack Carr's, uh "The Emperor Wears No Clothes" and, and use it as a research manual. Um, folks, well, I've got some time here. I'm going to cut to a couple more songs here, um, at least one or two. Um, he put Glenn Fry put out a lot of amazing pieces, and there, I there were so many that I could have got to today. This is one that I really wanted to play. This is the last resort. I wanted, the first time I realized and actually listened to the words, I broke out into tears. So. Here you go, folks. Listen to this. Listen to the words. Across the sea 
All right, folks, we're back. Um, there's so many songs that I could play that he was, Glenn Fry was involved with. Uh, I, I mean, I downloaded probably a dozen of them today, and I'm never going to be able to get through them all. Um, but I'm trying to get the best of them that I can can get in the time that we were here. And that's that's one thing that's been nice about having these shows, and I'm sure Canowich will agree with me being on here. It gives us a chance to do some of the things that we like to do, you know, and, and talk about cannabis, talk about spirituality, um, invite other people into a conversation and debate upon it, because that's where you learn. That's where you grow is, is through those conversations and through those debates. And, and Canowich and I have been through hours. I mean, I couldn't even count the hours. I, I, it'd be easier to count it in years that we've gone through these debates on spirituality and in cannabis. And it, it always ends up we take just for the fun of it. Half the time we'd take the devil's advocate side of it. Uh, and well, bounce it off to. each other. You have to. You got to. Uh, because if you don't, then you're not challenging your own strength and your own conviction on what you believe. And that's my, that's what goes on in most religions. The only way you can grow spiritually is you challenge your own beliefs all the time. And don't uh, be afraid to accept some new information so that your beliefs can expand and change. Don't absolutely. be so stuck and um, stubborn Rigid. and let your ego and pride take over that you refuse to listen to anyone else's side because it just, it it will do two, one of two things. It will either strengthen what you believe by giving them the chance and not just hearing what they say, but actually listening to what they say, right? And yep. considering it. So it will either strengthen your beliefs or it will change. And either way, you have to be open enough and otherwise, I don't know, you just get stagnant. And that's that's how people stay sheeple, right? They don't Absolutely. want to accept that maybe they don't know everything. Maybe there is something that they can learn just by listening. Maybe something will sound so <clears throat> bullshit to them that they'll go research it to prove that this person is full of shit and realize that actually you've told them a new truth. And then you now they become aware and they can spread it. And that's how you change one mind. It is. It's one mind at a time, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and trust me, I've witnessed it and been part of it. You know, I've had my point of views changed drastically in the last 30 years. And it, it, it becomes when you become, when you step away from being religious and walk into being spiritual and evolve into that frequency some say it's a t continual movement after that and you never really become stagnant once you let it go of the ego of, of the religion and ego of self 
then you can actually move into a better uh, vibrational um, frequency. Force. Frequency yeah. force, yeah. And that's what I, I mean. That's what I've found fascinating. Most, if you really look into it, most great teachers, prophets, whatever you want to call them, gods, taught that. Taught that evolving to that next state was the ultimate goal. And using what was given to us around us and in us to do so is what was important in life. And a lot of times, probably more times than not, it's not a pleasant process, right? No. It's painful and it's... it's painful and sacrifice in many cases. And, and I've, you know, I've witnessed it in your case many times. And in my case also, our convictions have alienated us more than once. You know, not just our convictions for the cannabis plant, but our convictions as healers. You know, whether it be with the cannabis plant or other plants. You know, and it's times like that that you either you either get stronger in your convictions, or you change. You completely lose your mind. Right. Is what really happens if you really want to get down to it. You you lose control. Either you excel forward at a, at a much rapider rate with a stronger conviction, or you end up t- typically losing your mind and falling back into the old man ways of a sheeple. Right. And you, and then you become even deeper controlled in that environment. Because you're afraid, basically, it's bottom line. Or you haven't been able to let yourself, let go of yourself and the ego of, of personal self and realize that you are nothing but a tool and part of the whole continuum itself. That's one right. thing that's beautiful right. about this plant, the cannabis plant, is the fact that it helps you connect with that energy. It, Speaking of... I have a cool little uh, recipe I can share. Sure, please. It goes right along with what you're talking about. It's uh, one of the oldest forms known um, to be used for ceremony, and they've been using it for thousands of years, and it's using incense, right, (laughs) to connect to that other energy. And um, the reason why people have done it for so long is because it will affect your mood, right? Um, Brings you to, it also will like take you back to memories, right? Flashbacks when you smell certain things. It takes you, uh, arises certain emotions in you. And it also changes the vibration of the room and the energy of your surroundings. So it's kind of like it creates a sacred space because it elevates the vibration of the energy. And so, um, right, a lot of people use it, um, use incense in different rituals, maybe uh, meditation um, around the house just to make it smell good, right? But a lot of ones you get in the stores are all synthetic. A lot of people can't have them burning because they have allergies to what they think is the smell but actually what they're actually allergic to is the smoke 
from these synthetic products that they use to create these incense, right? So yeah. if you want to use incense in magic or ritual or meditation, because they use it for aromatherapy a lot, right? There's different yes. scents you can do. Um, if you try using actual fresh organic herbs and flowers and barks and resins off trees, you might find that it doesn't affect your allergies. If you have asthma um, or you find people in your household are allergic to smoke, you can always take the resin and the incense and put them in like a small bit of water, warm water in a pan on the stove, and just get the aroma of it without the smoke. So um, cannabis has been used in magic um, for in different ways in spirituality, um, smoking and as in incense for thousands of years. So um, in bulk is coming up, which is February 1st, right? Yep. <clears throat> and so um, that's the time where winter is just in, getting ready to end and you're just getting ready to get into your spring, right? But yeah, winter is still not quite over, Um So I have a little instant homemade concoction that everybody probably has it growing in their backyard or close to them. A lot of people have most of the ingredients up in their spice cupboards. Um, You can go to any grocery store and pick any of these up except the cannabis, of course. Um, You can use any part. I just said, um, sorry. I do it all the time. (laughs) I know. You can use any part of the cannabis. Trim, leaves, bud, the root, the stalk, and the other ingredients you'll want to get is some sage. A lot of people have that growing. Sometimes you can, you've got it in your, already ground up in some spices up in your kitchen. Cinnamon, um, there was um again. Orange peel, dry out some oranges. Um, shit, I did it again, damn it. I listened to you say it too many times tonight. You also need some rose petals. Get a mortar and pestle. If you don't have one of those, you can use a coffee grinder. You want to make it into a powdered form, or you might have it already in a powdered form in your kitchen. And you want to mix these together. Two parts of cannabis, two parts sage. Pine resin is easy to find. You can go out anywhere to a pine tree, and you'll see the sap. Just collect a little bit off the tree. Make sure you say thank you to the tree for allowing you. Make sure you ask their permission first. And grab yourself a little chunk of pine resin. You want to grind these all up. Combine them together. One part of the cinnamon, one part orange peel, and a half a part of rose petal. And then at any smoke shop, you can get those little discs of charcoal that you use in a hookah. Or some people will put hash on it, right? Yeah. And yep. you just take the, blend it all together, and you just sprinkle a little bit of the powdered resin right on your charcoal disc, and you will get the wonderful smell of spring and winter kind of combined to with the essence of cannabis. Use whatever part of the plant that you have available to you. Um, of no, course, I'm... if you use the bud, you're going to get the great terpene smell. So I would do that. 
Now, what I've done before, too, with other instances that I've created was after you do the step that you've done and create that powder, and if you don't want to use the charcoal itself, you can take a little bit more of the sap and work it in. It it gets sticky, folks. Trust me, when you get it warm. Um, Work it in with enough powder that you can create a pretty much good consistency that you can form it into like an incense cone. Right. And use it and burn it that way also. That way it doesn't just, it's not just a powder form. Right. But if you can't get the resin, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can mix and match if there's other herbs. You you can use cannabis resin too. There's no reason you can't. Right. You can make it. You can make it hash or butter. Yes. Yeah. Or a hash incense. Incense. Yes, you could. By adding the same ingredients, but also hash at the same time. If you add a little keef, you could use that. Yeah. Any part of the plant if you can grind up finely. It's like me too. You know me, Don. I I don't waste anything. Even when I cut my roaches up, folks. I, I save the papers and the blackened end of the, the roach and save it in a little pile and burn that as a um, gift back to the spirit in its own little urn every time I do it. Just because well, it, to me... Kind of ashes, you can actually sprinkle that on top of the charcoal first before you put yeah. your incense on. And it'll make yep. it burn a little slower, so it'll last a little longer. Yeah, it's always recommended to put ash on uh, the charcoal first. You get it going. But once you get your charcoal going good, you pretty much in, it's not going to stop until it's done. Um, yep. Speaking of, I want to get this tie this one in real quickly. And I actually have two more songs by Don or by uh, excuse me by Glenn Fry. This one, Don, I know you're going to love it. This is Hotel California, folks. Oh, my favorite. My son would love it.
said We are all just prisoners here Of our own device And in the massive chambers They gathered for the feast They stab it with their stealing eyes But they just can't kill the beast We are back. Hey, I want to give a shout out and thanks to everybody. Um, Candlewitch, thank you for coming on tonight. Um, I want to give yeah. shout outs to shout out to Dusty Bowles for joining us. Um, and I want you folks to tune in to his show, Let My People Grow on Blog Talk Radio and on CCHI Radio. Um, also for CCHI crews out there doing the volunteer work. Uh, collecting those signatures, fighting for your rights, folks. Um, and thank everybody for just tuning in. My, I've been really blessed with a great fan following, and I appreciate every one of you. Shout-outs to Chameleon Extracts for our uh, dab t- track tonight and making me dig out something that I'd never thought of even looking into. So um, shout out to them and for them, uh, go to 
Facebook, go to Chameleon Extracts, or you can go to chameleonextracts.com. Um, I have one more song that I'm going to play in a little bit. Um, I want to thank Canowich again for joining us, and then thank you for the incense recipe. That was yeah, uh, you always you always bring something new. What was that? I said I'll get this posted, this recipe on my Canowich page. That way, people can have the directions if they didn't quite catch it. And Absolutely, I'll folks. I'll get on there tonight or tomorrow. Check Canowich out on Facebook.com. Canowich or Canowich Creations. You can find it in both addresses. There's two different areas. Um, Great information. I've seen her do her research. She's spot on. And if she doesn't have the answer for you, she'll find it. So please check it out and check out her products when you have a chance if you get them if she can get them available to you. Um, I personally recommend any of her salve products, tinctures, and um, also her beauty products. If you can get her to make some, I've seen what seen it do wonders. So um, I want to get to one more song, folks, and this is kind of the last hurrah for. Um, Glenn Fry, thank you, Kenowich, for joining us. And I'm going to put you on mute and we're going to break to this. Um, All right. Hi, folks. Good night. Good night. Good night. All right, folks. We're back. And I was going to play this real quickly. Good night, Herr Doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. My songwriting partner of nine years, Don Henley, and uh, this is the first song we ever wrote together. How does this go?
At National University, you don't just get a degree in nursing, you get a degree in... Helping save my dad's life. Fixing boo-boos. Code blue, room 305. Staying calm when I can't. Bringing my daughter into this world safely. We know it's not just the degree, it's the degree to which you use it. Help people when they need it most with our RN to BSN completion program. Learn more at nu.edu. National University, for the greater. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No. 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.